world. Surpass first point guard and trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every day. Today's actually, this episode's actually a bonus episode uh, waiting in your feed before this one is the full ep- full uh, Monday, January 2nd episode talking about the Blazers' loss over the weekend against Golden State and what I liked from Jabari Walker and his minutes in San Francisco But since I recorded that on Sunday morning, some news has happened, so we're back for a bonus episode. Gary Payton II's name is not on the injury report for the first time all season long. No GP2 on the injury report. That means the Blazers' biggest offseason acquisition is in line to make his season debut, his Portland Trail Blazers debut, Monday against the Detroit Pistons. So you know I had to hop back down on the microphone and talk GP. Oh, Let's talk expectations and where he fits and what he brings and just kind of a real quick 10 minutes to get you ready. Because this is this is big news. This is like, we're going to talk about GP because like this team, you Blazer fans, listen to this, like, you need some good news? This is really good news. Uh, GP was, you know, projected by Chris Haynes, a Bleacher Report, reported that he was aiming to make his return last week. He didn't return Monday. He didn't return Friday when it seemed like that was, um, you know, a, a target date if he couldn't return Monday. You know, two days later, three days later now, with the weekend off, back in 2023, making his debut against the Pistons, or at least he looks like he's in line to. Not in the injury report means he's going to play. Like, if it was, it was, it was even a chance, he'd be probable or questionable or whatever. Not on there? No name on there? That's, that's, that is... This dude is going to play the long-awaited debut. So what can we expect? Uh, one, like the other names on the injury report are going to matter. Keon Johnson still listed as questionable. Uh, and for what it's worth, Yusuf Nurkic also still listed as questionable along with Greg Brown. No Justice Winslow, no Nazir Little. But GP back. Uh, I expect him to be eased into a, a major role. I, I wouldn't expect him to play more than 15 minutes in his debut. I... I it wouldn't surprise me if he played like 13 and some change, like two six-minute shifts. Come into the nine-minute mark, leave at the next nine-minute mark, and do it again in the second half. Like that that would be my assumption because a lot of it seems to be with uh, Gary Payton is a mental hurdle. Like the physical stuff of, of having this surgery and, and it taking a little longer than he wanted to and then just the mental hurdle of like, okay, I'm going to be ready to be on the court and play. And when I do play, I'm going to be able to go full bore and all of those things. So I don't think he's going to play big minute role. But even if he was healthy, like at the beginning of the year when we were doing, or when I was doing my preseason predictions, it's like, I didn't think GP was going to be a 30 plus minute a night guy on this team. It just doesn't, that's not what the minutes are there for him. I think even like, say he had played in November, right? Like right away. um, I think he was going to play 20, somewhere between 20 and 26 minutes a night, depending on the matchup and the needs. Uh, I, I still think he maxes out in that 28 minutes a night range. Like, I don't think he's, I do not think he's 31, 32 starter type minutes. I think like realistically half the game between 22 and 24 minutes is very reasonable for even fully healthy, fully ready to go Gary Payton. That's that's just like realistically what you can think um, that that he will play on this particular team, though. I think he will slide into what the role that Justice Winslow was playing as like first guy off the bench who comes in and plays like nominally small forward uh, and has some sort of combo guardy um responsibilities. Gary Payton's not a, a point guard by any means. He's much more small forward than he is point guard. He's not like a put the ball in his hands playmaker type. Uh, the, the the curious thing about him is that he is 
in a league that is trending positionless, he is both positionless and factually six foot three. Like he doesn't really have a position, but then he's also like for sure real deal Holyfield, a six foot three person. Like he's he just he's as tall as he is. Um, so I, I think you gotta. While he doesn't, while he is like forward, amorphous guard forward, he's he a big minute role expecting him to guard power forwards is kind of out of the question, even though he fits that. But he is he is strange um, because he doesn't fit into an easy mold. Um, he's like a combo wing of of, of sorts. What's let's talk about expectations, what he's going to bring quickly on both sides of the ball. But first, I want to tell you that even this bonus episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, I play Prize Picks on the app. You should too. Uh, how you do it is pick between two and six players. You just pick the over under on those on the line set by Prize Picks. You you win by beating their lines. You go over under they set for for basketball, which is what I play. I play the NBA. You can go points, rebounds, assists. You pick the lines they set. You pick over under from the lines they set. You win money from there. And right now they're going to match your deposit up to a hundred bucks on your first deposit when you use that promo code Locked On. Put in a hundred bucks, give you a hundred bucks. Put in fifty bucks, they give you fifty bucks. So go to Prize Picks. Com, download the app and new users put in that promo code locked on do not forget to get your $100 deposit $100 match on your first deposit that is prize picks daily fantasy made easy okay let's talk about Gary Payton Dude's ball, dude, dude is going to help. He's going to help because the Blazers need help on defense. Let's talk about what he does on the offensive end because I think the defensive end is where he's going to be most impactful. So let's quickly start on the other side of the ball. He is is He's a standstill shooter. Um, in, in Golden State, he took, you know, a huge majority of his jumpers from the corners. He sh- shot corner threes. Some of that is just kind of the nature of how Golden State operates and um, where they ask off-ball guys to set screens and then scramble to. Um, hopefully, he will get a bunch of corner threes for the Blazers, but the offenses are not totally similar. So shot frequency is maybe, or like frequency of where your attempts come from. Um Maybe not perfect, but but standstill shooter, a guy who's going to spot up and shoot it. That's where he's going to get jumpers from. He's not going to shoot really off the dribble. He's a really good cutter, a really good cutter. And actually on offense, his best skill might be as a screen setter. Like it, it really might be his best skill might just be um, might just be screening, rolling to the rim, either as short roll and then making him and making uh, like one dribble move or just rolling hard and, and, and finishing at the rim. He's really good cutter, good screen setter, pretty good three on four on three decision maker. He's like a, he functions as a big on offense, spot up shooter, screener, cutter functions as a big on offense. He doesn't, um, I don't think he's going to be super, super impactful there. He's like a below average shooter and he's, um, he's an off ball cutting type on a team that doesn't really ping the ball around as much as they should. And that's just like the nature of who they have on the, on the roster. Um, I don't think he'll hurt on that end. Like, I think he'll be an upgrade on that end from what justice Winslow has brought. Um, that's like damning with faint praise a little bit, but, um, he will, he'll help. He'll help there a little bit. Um, Certainly won't won't hurt him, and I think has some interesting skills that they can um, with the cutting specifically that can help open stuff up. Good cutters open up stuff for shooters because people have to respect you moving down the middle of the lane. Defense is and rebounding is really where Gary Payton hopefully will be the most positive and positively impactful for this team. He is one of the great defensive playmakers in this game. Uh, one of the league league leaders, excuse me, in steal percentage um, among guys his size, as good as it gets at blocking shots, and and um, quite frankly, would have led the league last year in steal percentage if if he had 
just qualified for the minimum number of minutes for for uh, way league leaders work. Like he's like he, he tops out as like an all defense level contributor. He's just a small minute guy, so it's like he's probably not going to be first or second team all defense. He's going to be a very very good defender in much smaller doses, and like volume of impact should should absolutely be part of those things. But he's an elite defensive playmaker. And he's a really good point of attack defender. And I think that really helps because one of the problems right now is that the Blazers have been playing Jeremy Grant as a point of attack guy. When point guards come to town, it's Jeremy Grant who gets that assignment. And Grant, while his length has been okay against point guards, and there's been some nights when he's even been good against them, I don't think he navigates screens particularly well, particularly against small guys. I actually think it's a little bit overblown by the fan base. I'm also talking to Reddit when I say that, but like I think it's a little overblown by the fan base that he's like terrible against screens. Against guys who are about his size and speed, I think he's okay. It's just speedy guys, speedy guys who can get around a screen and, and then snake and cut back and get loose. Jeremy Grant just doesn't, he's, that's not where his athleticism is. He's not like a crazy lateral athlete. Um, and taking him off the ball in those like high leverage situations and saying like, we need to guard De'Aaron Fox for four minutes that can be GP. Like, that is so valuable. We need to guard Jamal Murray for one possession with seven seconds left. That can be GP because he's a really good point of attack defender. He can guard up and down the spectrum. Like, you know, in the NBA Finals, he guarded Jalen Brown a bunch. He guarded, um, you know, guarded Jason Tatum a little bit, and they were freely switching. So the ability to both move Jeremy Grant off of point guards and move him to a help position to give Josh Hart less of the big asks in those high-leverage fourth fourth quarter moments or, or second-half moments, because who knows if GP's going to be in the closing lineup. Um, hopefully at some point, I don't think right away, but hopefully at some point you can go small and have... Um, another versatile defender on the court, but giving Josh Hart easier assignments, taking uh, Jeremy Grant off the ball so he's mostly a help defender where he's better and mostly guarding like-sized players where he's really good guarding like-sized players. I swear, he's good at it. Um, that That's hugely impactful. Hugely impactful. Again, GP's not going to play a ton of minutes. Gary Payton the second is not going to play a ton of minutes. He's good. GP2 is, is going to play 15 at first and 20, but it's like when he plays that 20 and if he can eventually, you know, close games and the Blazers can play small because if they can and they can play small, it's more guys you can switch with. It's more like-sized players with Hart and Payton and uh, and Jeremy Grant's out there where you can just say, we are, we are not afraid. We'll put two two pretty good defenders in the action and we'll switch it, give us whatever you're going to do and we are comfortable with whatever switch we get baited into at least as long as it's not Damon Ant. Uh, like, but for the most part, I think that's that's where his impact comes. The other big thing with Peyton, I think this is a key one to watch, is that he's a really good rebounder for his size. And the Blazers have, um, Jeremy Grant's not a very good rebounder. Josh Hart is a really good rebounder. The idea, I think, with this Blazers roster was like, we they knew Jeremy Grant wasn't a very good rebounder. But if you put him on the court, mostly with Josh Hart, mostly with Justice Winslow, mostly with Gary Payton and Yusuf Nurkic, you're always playing him with two plus rebounders, two plus rebounders that can help make up for some of his woes on the glass. Gary Payton grades out, at least according to cleantheglass.com, as one of the best rebounders at his size in the league. One of the best combo is what he's, he's the guy at Clean the Glass, just straight up one of the best defensive rebounders, one of the best offensive round rebounders in the league at his position, at his size. Like that, that can, that can help. He's going to be impactful. Is he going to vault the Blazers from 26th on defense, whatever they are, to like 7th? No. <laughs> no. 
But there is a cascading effect of playing more better defenders like down the chain, like I was mentioning with Josh Hart and and Jeremy Grant, like just less weak links and more minutes when you can take Ant or Dame off the floor. And they're going to, they're both of those dudes still going to play 35 minutes. Don't try to re-engineer this, but like more minutes when one of them is on the court and the other one is playing next to an elite defender like Gary Payton or a very good defender like Josh Hart, like at least a really competitive defender like Josh Hart, like more minutes against plus defenders when you have still a 48 minutes of excellent point guard on the floor. There is just a cascading effect of more positive defenders the same way there's a cascading effect of more weak defenders where it's like at some point even the best defensive players get overwhelmed by playing with um four bad ones it's it it, it just absolutely is true I, Gary Payne's gonna help he's going to help I don't think he's gonna change the game on either side of the ball but he's absolutely going to help and the, and you Blazer fan needed good news uh so, so I think in general he, that Peyton would take the Justice Winslow role. But tomorrow night, depending on who's available, like if it was if it's the same group, same eight man rotation that that was available against Golden State, they'll just play nine, and Gary Payton will play, and probably Jabari Walker and Shaden Sharp will have their minutes eaten to a little bit, and the starters won't all have to play forty because you can play four, more minutes with with Peyton in there. Not a ton more, not a ton more, but you can steal 14, 15 more minutes with him on the court. Um, 12 more minutes with him on the court to get guys down to that 36, 37 range. And hopefully they won't look as aghast at the end of games. If, if everybody's healthy or if everyone but Justice and Nas are healthy, I think Keon Johnson gets his minutes eaten into a little bit. I don't, I don't think Shaden Sharp does too, too much because I think Shaden is like, they want to play him. So they're going to give him his seven plus minutes, his, give him his one shift in the first half, six minutes in the first half. He plays again, nine to nine uh, or three minutes after the first nine minutes, three minute mark to the nine minute mark. Um, like play that shift. And then uh, Shane Sharp hadn't been getting back in since, since some of the injuries. I don't think you're going to eat into that. Like, I don't think you're going to play him less than six minutes. Um, it's just that second half shift where Keon had been getting more run. I think you give a little more run to uh, a little more run to Gary in those minutes. I think that's where he fits in. And when Justice Winslow is back, I think that bumps Keon out of the rotation in general. And the really big thing is that it's going to take a while to figure out what, because Peyton is weird, right? Because he doesn't have, he's positionless, but he also is fact actually six foot three, figure out what he is um, and where he fits with the group. Can you play him super small lineups with him and Josh Hart and both guards, Damon Ant on the court? I don't know, probably not, but like you need to see it, right? You need to see, because the idea of this roster in the fall was that they were funky and weird and small and also not afraid to be funky and weird and small. So can they do that? Um, and I think that's what you want to see. It's going to take a week three weeks a month for them to figure out fully where Peyton fits. Hopefully he doesn't have um, any, you know, hopefully he's good to go. His health stuff is behind him and he's good to go and he's good to play and he can ramp up minutes slowly. And the more minutes to play, he can be more effective. But um, I think it's going to take a little while to figure out how he plays and what, where he contributes and all of those things. I don't think it's going to be like super duper clunky to begin with. Cause I think he's a smart basketball player who took him a while to figure out where he fit in the league. And then last year figured out exactly where he fit in the league. Um, I think he can fill in a similar role with this team and be a high level contributor. I was freaking on the court when the NBA finals ended, like he was playing high leverage minutes last time he played a game. Um, I think he'll be fine. It's just fit on both sides of the court and Chauncey Billups figuring it out and Damian Lillard figuring it out and the comfort with those comfort with everybody and the new parts. I think that'll be, um, that will take, you know, it'll take at least a week, at least, you know, three, four games, if not 
15 games, um, if not a month of basketball. But really good news. Happy to see him back. Come back for tomorrow's show because we will talk all things Gary Payton. We will, we will, he will make his debut. They'll play the Pistons. We'll recap the game. We'll talk about what we saw and all the implications therein. Um, thanks for listening to this bonus episode. Tell your friends about the podcast because when news breaks and I record it in the morning, I come back down and record at night because um, I just shaved in between. If you're watching the YouTube channel, I just got a smaller beard. All right. Uh, seriously, I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.